Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Clone Wars rewatch. It's been a while. Uh, technically, we already recorded this episode, but you didn't get to hear it because our computer died. Yep, uh, it exploded. Yep. We thankfully have it back, but we haven't had it back in enough time to get it set up with everything because when it died, it erased everything. So yep. uh, the easier thing is to record off our iPad, which we did Wednesday, which we did not get endless complaints about. So here we are again with the iPad. I, I am your herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm your herd mom, Megan. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you've had a good week. Um, we're recording this uh, on Friday, late on Friday. We've had a pretty eventful uh, week and whatnot, so here we are recording when we can. But uh, So by now, all of y'all's weeks should have pretty well ended, um, unless you work on the weekend. So hopefully... Uh, it's been a good week for you. If not, maybe some Clone Wars conversations and all that good stuff will brighten your day. Uh, today we have four episodes for you. Originally we were going to split two minor arcs, uh, two-episode two arcs, uh, into two episodes. So last week we would have done two, and then this week we would have done two, but l last week we decided we would just dive in and do all four together, um... Which was good because we thought we were going to be putting ourselves a week in advance, um, but since our computer died and we lost that episode, uh, it ended up just making it so that we continue to be on track uh, with doing all four episodes this week. Uh, that probably means not much to you technically, but uh, it worked out well for us that we did all that work and everything. Uh, anyway, but four episodes for you. If you've been keeping up, then you know that by now we are on episode 11 of season 1. We'll be looking at 11, 12, 13, and 14 of season 1. Um, this is the, uh, the Dooku Captured arc and the Meriden Peace arc. Um, neither of those are official names. That's just what I call them uh, in order to give them a name. Because everything deserves a name. Uh, and also my list of episodes and what we're talking about in each episode kind of fits better if every grouping of episodes has a, has a name. Uh, again, not much that means to you, but works for my brain. Means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, nothing does. So anyway, hopefully you've done your homework uh, well in advance by now. Uh, if not, I don't know why you're listening to this, because we're going to spoil it for you. But uh, we are going to... We're going to sit and chat. We've got a few alright episodes, and then a couple of good episodes, um, but I think good conversation and, and uh, good good things to talk about regardless. Um, certainly all, all the episodes are enjoyable, at least, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, just some more than others, but that that's how life goes. Sometimes you like things, sometimes you don't. Uh, but... Yeah, anyway, so we'll get into that without further ado, beginning with Season 1, Episode 11, Dooku Captured. So these episodes, I would say, I could speak for both of us. I'm pretty sure I I would have it right, but I'll say, for me, they are not as good as the uh, following two episodes. Mm -hmm. um, I feel the same way. Uh, they're, they're certainly fun uh, and... There's something. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't want it to sound like they're bad ep- uh, bad episodes or anything. No. Um, you know, it's just uh, when it comes to how I enjoy Clone Wars episodes and Star Wars content, mm-hmm. um, the latter two episodes that we're going to talk about just have more to them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas these are just fun ones, and it's not yeah. to say you know because I mean Solo is just a fun movie. It's not that it's lesser than than any yeah. of the other ones. I mean, it does have, like, moments of, you know, oh, wow, but, yeah, uh, it doesn't do a bunch for the story. Yeah, I mean, it, you're just meant to enjoy it, yeah. and and that's what this one is. The The following one's more enjoyable, yeah. um, just because of the conversations that you can have about it, um, and just for being a little more Star Warsy. Mm-hmm. Um, I get you. You know, that's such a broad term, I guess. But uh, I, I, I think really this episode's fine. The next episode of this arc is where it's just kind of meh. It's kind of mm-hmm. flat. Although we do get some good Obi-Wan and Dooku scenes. Yeah. So it's a trade-off. Where I, I, I guess that's what it is, is. Is this one is such a teeter-totter of there's a good scene, then there's a eh scene, and then, you know, there's some good action, and then there's just some flat humor but then the next arc is pretty solid i'd say it's just a steady ride mm-hmm. so i get you but regardless if you don't know we're talking about season one episode 11 dooku captured um i finally got him that sneaky boy yeah uh they don't have him for long obviously if you've seen Re- revenge of the sith then yeah <laughs> yeah like that's it's kind of hard to get real like excited about some of these like when they did uh when they got Newt Gunray for a minute. Yeah. Like, it was like, huh, when will yeah. it in? How will it in? Oh, wait, I've seen the movie. Yeah. Never mind. So, I mean, I will say, for for Dooku, of course, you never expect him to stay captured more than the episode. No one expects With Newt, I mean, they could keep him for a number of episodes or for, a, a, a you know, a, a period, and then eventually, yeah. oh, nope, he got broken out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, as long as he's out at least five minutes before. He's supposed to be in. Right. Um, so, you know, with certain characters, they can at least make me wonder, how are they going to handle this? You know, like with Newt Gunray, if he did get captured, captured, you know, then it'd be a, oh, well, all right, I know he doesn't stay there, so how are they going to get him out? When are they going to get him out? Mm-hmm. Um, with Dooku, though, you never, you know that's not going to, that's not going to be something that sticks. Yeah. Um, regardless. Um even knowing that going in, I I I I think that's the thing. This one has very low stakes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much uh, Anakin and Obi Wan adventure, which always end up being ones that have a lot of uh, sassy dialogue and yeah, and we such. Yeah, a lot of smirk in these episodes. But they never end up like yeah. doing much, delivering much. No, um, no. But anyway. Uh, the moral of this episode is the winding path to peace is always a worthy one, regardless of how many turns it takes. Um, if it sounds familiar, then it's because that's from, we used that for our Monday motivation this week, just because I liked the idea that it presented, and I thought it was, it had a lot of depth to it that we don't really get in the episode. This is one of those yeah. morals that's m- more of a moral uh, mm-hmm. than a kind of plot explanation you know sometimes the morals really hit the nail on the head of this is what's going to happen in this episode Mm -hmm. 
here it's much more of a I can see how that fits, but it speaks more to the larger picture yeah. than this individual episode, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, it's, it's a very true statement. Never give up the journey to peace, mm-hmm. um, even if it seems like it, it's very long and arduous. Yes, and never give up on any opportunity that you might get. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Rick Astley, everybody. Uh, the opening narration of the episode is Manhunt. After a long and perilous search, uh, the Jedi finally tracked down Separatist leader Count Dooku. During a heroic attempt to capture the Count, Anakin Skywalker has gone missing. Having lost contact with Skywalker, Obi-Wan heads towards his friend's last known location, a lone Separatist frigate in the far reaches frigate. of the Outer Rim. Frigate. Frigate. Frigate Skywalker got captured. <laughs> oh, frigate. <laughs> Um, although the opening tells us that Anakin was captured by the Separatists, uh, we sure, we, <laughs> we sure, we sure learn that Erber Wern, um, we soon learn that it was all part of the plan, John. It was, it was all a big old goof. <laughs> um, because Obi-Wan ev- infiltrates a Separatist frigate, uh, Obi-Wan is very good at sneaking around places that he shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if they necessarily had in mind, like, hey, you know how he was really good at sneaking around under that Death Star? I bet he used that talent yeah. a lot. It's like, like, <laughs> do you think he had his own theme music? <laughs> he was just that in his head, like, cronk. Right. No, like that dog from Cats and Dog, when he's trying to cross the road, and he's all rolly, and oh. he's doing his own, uh theme music and everything. That's a reference right there. Love that movie. <laughs> Love that movie. Oh boy. The end of that movie is my favorite. It's so funny. <laughs> that was Jeff Goldblum before I knew who Jeff Goldblum was. Yeah. He didn't look like Jeff Goldblum in that movie. Like, he just yeah. looked like a dad with spiky hair. Yeah, he didn't get too much Jeff Goldblum weirdness. So, yeah. Yeah. Friend of the show, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I oh. wish. Yeah. I wish. Um, regardless... He frees Anakin, and the two attempt to confront Dooku, as was their plan all along. Of course, Dooku saw this coming, because, yes. How could he have seen this coming? Do you think they saw him on the cameras, and he was just like... Well, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> like, we see in Revenge of the Sith, like, you know, Grievous is monitoring them the whole... Like, the, there's that regard, and then I'm pretty sure, like... Nobody captures Anakin Skywalker. No. Like... He's just sort of like, oh no, I have been captured. Right. Whatever will I do? Tell my wife, I mean, Padme. (laughs) Tell that one senator. (laughs) Tell that senator, you know, that one that's icky. (laughs) Ew. Um, Yeah, I I mean, it's just, you know, obviously there had to be a tip-off when, wait, we captured him? Like... (laughs) He didn't, he didn't kill everyone? Oh, Honestly. okay. He didn't you, rage out like a giant hulk? I mean, you know, and then, of course, the Force. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dooku felt Obi-Wan's presence and such. So. I feel... I sense in the Force some shenanigans. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The ability to detect shenanigans. I wish I had that. <laughs> um, he saw this coming and slips through their clutches in a very typical evil trap door. <laughs> I hope all frigates have trapdoors. 
Um, after some chasing and fancy flying and jumping and plenty of banter between Obi-Wan and Anakin, I made the comment they are talking like bitter old couple right here. Yeah. Um, both they and Dooku crash land on a pla planet and the nearby planet of Vancor. Did I, did I say that right? Yep. Yeah. There's a Q. Um, Dooku lands first and flees into a cave not far from a ship and our heroes pursue only to end up trapped by the Sith Lord, um, and they soon learn that they are not alone. No one ever really is. Um, eventually the Jedi are attacked by an angry Gundark, something they have difficulty with since Anakin's saber is missing and Obi-Wan's is acting like an old flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. But really, though. But really. I mean, he, he criticizes, uh, Anakin for... Losing his, and then his starts acting <laughs> up. But, oh, no, that's just a... Uh, we're not going to talk about that. Does anybody have some D-cell batteries? Right. Does have any any space batteries? <laughs> um, Gundarks uh, have been mentioned before. Um, fun fact. Uh, you may remember them being mentioned in Attack of the Clones uh, by Obi-Wan and Anakin, who I guess just really enjoy playing with Gundarks. Yeah. Uh, the creatures are pretty nasty, um and have quite a reputation, even amongst the most backwater folks. Uh, everybody seems to know what Gundarks are and regard them as, whoa, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, they regard them as what? Whoa. Oh. Uh, they apparently only appear here on Vancor, uh, so it's interesting to imagine how their reputation spreads so wide. I guess people just are like, I'm going to go wrangle me a rank, uh, uh, Gundark. almost said Rancor, because Van Vancor yeah, we and have, Francor. We have Francor. Yeah, Frank is always with us. Yes, um, in spirit. Regardless, I think the worst thing about them is their similarity to the monsters uh, from that live-action Scooby-Doo movie. Like, <gasps> they look just like... They're not as, like, thin I and leaky. I just that. Yeah, in their face, they look just like them. Oh my gosh, that's a reference. Yeah. That is a... Oh boy. That was... That was a movie. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the <laughs> appearance of Gundarks and the way they look. It's just... It doesn't feel like it could, like, I, I mean, obviously, when you get into the nitty-gritty of, it's all aliens, yeah, but there should be some grounding in some things, so it doesn't feel like yeah, it's just made to be silly, but Gundarks, man, they're just weird looking and just crazy, so mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, I mean, their names are a little silly, too. I, well... Eh, I can take the name. I just, I wish it was something, I just wish they appeared a little differently. I, I just, I don't even know what they're going for. Just, the whole creature just looks a little goofy to me. Mm -hmm. um, they also call this the mother of all Gundarks, eh, but it looks exactly like Gundarks that we see later and in, in Rebels and such, so I'm not really sure why. I mean, I guess at one point it was meant to be, oh yeah, this is, the Gundark, but it's really not. There's nothing yeah. special about this Gundark. It's just sort of there. Yeah, so... It's like when, like, people get upset that a bear's in their backyard when they live in the woods. It's like, you're in their house. Yeah. What are you upset about? <laughs> you built a house on their house. I mean, that that's pretty much the situation we have here. Is yeah. just kind of... I mean, especially if most people don't go there because of Gundarks. Yeah. You know. It's like the uh, Balmora Pass. 
Balmora run. Balmora run, yeah, that Anakin was talking about in the last one. Like, yeah, you're... It's got a reputation. Yeah. Like... <laughs> you should know this. Yeah. So, so when Anakin and Obi-Wan show up, of course, he's like, dinner! Mm. Yeah, miss. Yeah, I just uh, don't, I don't like Gundarks. <laughs> um, Obi-Wan and Anakin aren't either, apparently... Thanks to some help from Ahsoka and Rex, the Jedi are able to escape and rudely fall, rudely fail to properly thank Ahsoka. Nobody ever does. Mm. Nobody ever thanks Ahsoka. For pe- well, well, Luminara did in that one episode. But mm. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's meant to be a fun little thing, but it's also kind of a, a, a kind of not cool move here. Yeah. I mean... Welcome. From Anakin, I can get, like, being like, oh, no, I, I had it under control, but Obi-Wan kind of playing along. It's kind of like, uh, all right. What can you she could say? just say thank you. Yeah. What can she say except you're welcome? Always say thank you when Padawans rescue you from caves and Scooby-Doo monsters. Say please and thank you. It's just common courtesy. Be good people. Be good people. Um, meanwhile, Dooku has since left the planet after having stumbled upon a battle of, uh, band of Weequay pirates pilfering his and the Jedi ships. Um, the leader of this group, Hondo Anaka, offers the Count transportation to a nearby planet so that he can contact his allies. Yeah, yeah Hondo Anaka. I love Hondo. We like Hondo. Um, he's portrayed by Jim Cummings, who is a big, big, big name in the uh, voice acting business. Uh, I believe his nickname is Coop. Uh, and Tigger. And Tigger. And Darkwing Duck or something. Yeah, he's Darkwing Duck. He's Ka. He's, uh, 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 I think he's, what's it called? He's from Tailspin. I don't know what that is. You don't, what? You don't know what Tailspin is? No. It's blue. It's like, ugh. It's blue? Blue. You remember from the Jungle Book? Oh, I didn't like that movie. He's. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Heard, get him. Get him. Drag him. They're Star Wars fans. They don't care. Mm. Yeah, that's that period of Disney movies I didn't like. I didn't like Cinderella. I didn't like Snow White. I didn't like like those old, older ones. Launchpad McQuack. That was his name. But like, DuckTales and Tailspin, that was when we were growing up. I never watched DuckTales. (laughs) That's only from the new one. No. (laughs) Oh, really? No, it is not. (laughs) Really? Oh. See, I thought they just made a really good theme song. I can't, I can't finish it because we'll get copywritten. But like, I cannot believe that you did not watch that. You didn't watch Darkwing Duck. You didn't watch Ducktales. You didn't watch Tailspin. Did you watch Gummy Bears? No. You had a lacking childhood. I really didn't. I was watching Transformers and Dragon Ball Z and Star Wars, so. Well. I was good with better and better stuff. Okay, son. <laughs> okay. You know what? You're... You're... Mm. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> uh, Jim Cummings uh, says that he based the performance off of the famous King and I actor Yul Brynner, Ooh, um, who is of a... Asian and Ruf- Russian descent. Yeah. Uh, most things apparently regard him as just Russian, which I guess is true, but... Um, he actually has some, some uh, I think, Chinese in him. Some. So, so he has some 
interesting. Apparently, he I don't I didn't know who that was when he mentioned it. Um, I had to look him up, but apparently he's got a fairly unique accent. Um, Hondo is also probably the most famous of Weequays, uh, just because people know who he is. Most people don't know uh, any other Weequayans. Um, up until this point, most that we did know of uh, were in service to Jabba the Hutt anyway. Yeah, Isn't there a Weequayan Jedi? Yes, Sora Bulk. There's actually a couple, um, but Sora Bulk is the more prominent one. There was mm -hmm. one who died during the Battle of Geonosis that I don't remember his name. Off the top of my head. I only remember Sora Bulk because he appeared in a lot of Dark Horse uh, Clone Wars comics. Mm -hmm. uh, he ended up turning to the dark side and all Aww. kinds of stuff. Fiends. Yeah. Another so, one bites the dust. So, I mean, technically, if you're up to, to know on what's now Legends Clone Wars stuff, then yeah, you would know of Sora Bulk as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hondo's the face of Wee Quayans for a lot of people. Um, and Wequayan pirates and thugs and gangsters and all this stuff is very common because Wequayans actually have such thick leathery skin that they're actually naturally resistant to blaster fire. But like they're they're not impervious. But like if it's small arms fire, if it, if it's not like heavy enough, and if it's not at close range, I imagine it just kind of it hurts. I'm sure. Yeah. But it doesn't like penetrate. Dag, dude. I never. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, I mean, it's a really good explanation for why we see him so much in kind of the business of bad guys and such. Yeah. I mean, he's a cool character. Yeah. Um, other cool stuff is that their ship, which is a Corona-class armed frigate, um, was based on the 1950s era of film concepts for stars, uh, spaceships and mm -hmm. flying saucers and what. Like, literally, this is a flying saucer. Yes. A flying saucer. Based Even on... makes the woo-woo. It does even make the woo-woo. I appreciated that. As someone who loves, like, UFO culture, I, a l disclaimer, I don't necessarily believe in aliens, but... I don't necessarily believe in aliens. <laughs> like, the UFO culture is so weird and... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we are an audio podcast. You can't be doing visual jokes. I can if I don't want them to know about it. <laughs> I won't even tell them. So... Yeah, UFO culture is wow. Yeah, well, because you, you're an X-Files baby. You I am Enjoying that and all that I stuff. And, of course, Star Trek and Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, fun fact, flying saucers that originated in Roswell. Because one of the descriptions one of the locals gave of the uh, unidentified flying object was, you know, it looked like two bowls on top of each other. Hmm. So there you go. There you go. There you go. So that's it. I I thought it was really nice. Um, I I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah, because I like the the Duro species um, because they look so alien. They look stereotypically yeah. alien. Yeah, they look they look like greys. Yeah, so you know I love when stuff like that pops up where they're like self aware of hey what if we take something that sounds sillier and stereotypical and make it cooler. This looks like a Star War. Um. Cause I mean they man I mean it's a really cool looking ship and and everything so they like they make it they make it work mm -hmm. so it, I I love when they when creators of any kind but in Star Wars they take stuff like that and, and what should be campy and silly turns out to work and and look yeah. good yeah 
Um, but back to the pirates, John. Okay. Um, they've managed to capture Dooku, and as the title of the episode suggests, they are now holding him for ransom. Reluctantly, the Chancellor agrees to pay, but only after it can be verified that the pirates indeed have Dooku. Because holograms can be faked, John. I mean, it's a really good point. Um, I think also there's there's a, another layer to uh, Palpatine's uh, insistence that it be proven. Because he really wants to know if his uh, apprentice really did get captured by pirates. <laughs> because, I mean, now with in all due reason, like, I mean, I feel like Dooku could have gotten himself out of that, but he didn't. So I, I I think that whatever whatever animosity Palps has about it <laughs> is well deserved. Palps? Yeah, Palps, good <laughs> so old Sheev. Um, yeah, so it's like I I feel like he also wanted to be like, is that really my apprentice? Yeah. Did this really just happen? Uh, so Sheev just he doesn't want to be your principal. He wants to be your principal Palpatine. Oh my gosh. That's a Saved by the Bell joke. You didn't watch that either. I didn't, actually. I watched Family Matters and Fresh Prince mm. and uh, In Living Color. Mm. And, and, like, That's a good uh, it, Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you something. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't really Sorry get into the... I didn't like Full House. My mom loved Full House just because of what's... John his, Stamos. Yeah, John Stamos. Um... <laughs> She she loved it just because of that. I uh, love that I, I knew what you were talking I about. I love that it gave me my favorite uh, curse word, Bob Saget. <laughs> that's that's yes. my go-to when I step on Legos. Yes, we will be driving down the road. Someone will cut John off, and he will curse the name of Bob Saget <laughs> exactly. in the person's direction. It, yeah. So I mean, the guy's mouth is so dirty. Like just saying his name yeah. is enough of a Bob curse word. Bob Saget. So my, I was really like, yeah. I was really surprised. There was one comedy thing that he showed up on, and he was like, he was he raunchy. Was off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, dude. You were a kid's show. You were. You, you were the whole show, <laughs> you, Bob. You, sir, were a kid's show. You were an Ashley Tisdale. I don't know. No, uh, Olsen. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, so, of course, the closest... The closest Jedi to do so are Obi-Wan and Anakin, and after verifying the hostage and teasing him for the situation, because he's just such a silly biscuit, the I Jedi... I really like that part. I burped. Um, you didn't have to tell everybody. <laughs> I wanted to explain what the bubbling sound was. Um, and yeah, they tease him, they, they jize him a little bit. Um, the Jedi join the pirates for a celebration. They don't trust their drinks, though, as you never should when drinking with strangers. If you're going to go out there and drink, ladies and germs, keep your drink with you. B-Y-O-B. Bring your own bottle. B-Y-O-B. Bring your own bottle. Only take drinks from the bartender. Don't take it from anybody else. Good rule for life. There you go. And keep your hand over your drink when you're not paying attention to it. Sorry, I got off on a tangent because I want you guys to be safe. Um, They don't trust their drinks, though, which... A, is a good reason, since they did switch them with some of the neighboring pirates, who immediately pass out before the credits roll. Such lightweights. Yeah. Honestly. Now, see, um, so, 
I was getting ready to say, I mentioned this before. I didn't mention this before. I did, but that episode doesn't exist, so I technically didn't mention it before. It's not in our records. Um, it doesn't exist. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, I hate that part. I watched Attack of the Clones last night. And I know you did. Every time that scene shows up, I'm just like, punch in the face, Jocasta New. She is in Women of the Galaxy. She is. The book. She's pretty sick. Yeah. She she shows up in the Clone Wars. Um, she shows up in the Darth Vader comic. Um, you know, she she actually gets a fair bit of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, she was just killed in the 2005 Revenge of the Sith video game. Um, in a cutscene, Anakin kills her. So that was kind of because she was so mean to him. He was looking for. A I mean, she was mean to everybody. Okay. Yeah. She. He was looking now, for animal. Okay. Farm. Now here's the thing. Since reading the Darth Vader comics, like, she actually fights an Inquisitor because he disrespects a, quote unquote, book. Like, I would too. It's not an actual book, of course, but you know, like he he's mistreating, uh, you know, sacred texts and information and so he she just goes off so it does fit her character that when obi-wan's like maybe the archives are incomplete you know she's like nah, excuse you yeah it's still annoying if i was a librarian i'm pretty sure i would fight anyone who disrespects a book though of course i will pull out my cane and knock you over the head with it, <laughs> samantha so it but uh anyway most people call it a an error that they switch their drinks, the other guys pass out, and yet in the next episode we find out they've been drugged. Spoiler alert. But they were all drugged. The, yeah, <laughs> that, that's been my, my point all along. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, they were probably just lightweights. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the other guys were probably just lightweights. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Jedi wouldn't just be super easily uh, taken by the, the drugs. And, and then, again, as soon as the other guys pass out, the credits roll, so we don't... We don't know what happens next. I'm pretty sure fairly soon after that is when the Jedi passed out. But yeah. That's just me. That's just a theory. A game. Um, John? Pardon me. What are your overall thoughts for this episode? I have many. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I apologize I, for my gassiness. Uh, well, there's no help in it, apparently. Um, I enjoy Hondo. I always enjoy Hondo. He's one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. um, from He's the Clone Wars. He gets even more fun towards Rebels. Uh, as we see in this episode, but more in the next episode, he's not at, he's not quite at that peak Hondo mm-hmm. character type yet. Um, you know, you've seen him in Rebels, and he, you know, in these couple episodes, he's actually more grounded and sensible and threatening, uh, he just has a few good lines, but eventually he grows to be much more fun. Like, even when he's working against our heroes, you want to root for him and you, you enjoy uh, any time he's on screen. So, yeah, um, you know, here's no different, but it's interesting to go back um, after a while, especially after seeing Rebels, and see he didn't really start out that goofy piratey. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he developed into that. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I I like Hondo, like you said, but I think the it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets a little too sassy for me sometimes. It's like this is excessive. Yeah, the the Obi Wan Anakin dialogue is dialed up to 
It, it's like they took the uh, dialogue from the beginning of Attack of the Clones and just stretched it out yeah, and dialed it up it. a notch. Yeah. Because um, it's just, it's so much that it, it, it doesn't feel like a proper relationship so much as it just feels like scripted, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they said this or... You know, wouldn't this be a good comeback? It it just yeah. it feels so written. Yeah, um, it feels less like you know a lovable brother situation and more like the odd couple. Yeah, it's just it's just a little much. It's just, I don't I don't think it suits them. Um, you know, I'm sure a few good lines here and there probably made some people chuckle. Um, yeah. But. And I, and I think that's what they were going for, but it just felt like it, it was just focused too much on a minor aspect of yeah. Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah, they, they you know, tit for tat with, with dialogue every now and then, but it's not their entire thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, that's that's the entire thing. Yeah. It's, just, it's like, I'm not even sure if you two like each other. Yeah, point. sometimes it's just like, all right. It's just too much sass. Um, you know, it, and I just feel like it's just so... It's too playful and childish um, to feel natural. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but I mean, you know, we got Hondo. Yeah. So, um, as we mentioned, of course, as happy as the ending seems to be, it's not because going into the next episode, our heroes find themselves in quite a situation. Uh, the moral of episode twelve, the Gungan general, is fail with honor rather than succeed by fraud. Yes. Good advice. Very good advice. It's kind of like, you know, the end does not justify the means. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid to fail. If yeah. it means, if it me if, you know, don't win if it means selling your soul, basically. Great teacher, failure is. Yeah. I don't remember the full quote. That's pretty much it. That's it. <laughs> the greatest teacher, failure is, is, yes. is what it is exactly, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the opening narration for this episode is, Dooku held for ransom. After escaping capture by the Jedi Knights Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the villainous Count Dooku fell into the clutches of pirates led by the brigand Hondo Anaka. Eager to get custody of Dooku, the Republic agreed to pay Hondo a hefty sum in exchange for the Sith Lord, but Anakin and Obi-Wan had not counted on the treacherous cunning of Anaka and his band. And, I mean, it's really smart. You know, it's one of those... They're probably going to assume I spiked their drinks, so I'm just going to spike all the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of instruments do you think they play in this band? Uh, the the swords and blasters. Ooh, that's edgy metal. <laughs> um, so, as the episode opens, we see that Obi-Wan and Anakin have joined Dooku in the pirate cell because, the th- <laughs> because three hostages are better than one. Can't agree more. Um, Hondo, mo money. Mo money. Mo Less hostage, mo money. Mo money, mo problems. I got money for the problems, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good joke. Um, Hondo is looking to make his score even bigger by including the Jedi in the bundle. Meanwhile, the Republic's payment is on the way and is in the safe... T- <laughs> if I could speak, that would be nice. It is in the safe hands... Of Senator Karras, Corsair Gerd, clone troopers, and Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to work out 
beautifully, ain't it? Yeah, yet again, there's an important mission, and they choose to send Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, what, who can we, who can we trust with this very important spec mission? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe a Gungan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe Jar Jar. Yeah, a um, Gungan do it. <laughs> this is the first episode not featuring Ahmed Best in the role of Jar Jar. Yeah, uh, and you so, can tell. Yeah, instead <laughs> of the goofy Gungan uh, is voiced by B.J. Hughes. Um, the performance isn't as good as the dialogue. The writing is very well done, and B.J. gets the dialect on point. However, he just doesn't quite capture the sound of Jar Jar. Um, it, it's also said that Jar Jar kind of takes a step back in the quality of character. Uh, in past episodes featuring him, such as Supply Lines and Bombad Jedi, he's far more useful and purposeful while remaining entertaining and funny. Here, he's just simple, a simple-minded klutz and only helps by accident rather than actually being intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, klutz is a good word for it. Um, one of Hondo's pirates, Turk Falso, which... Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> In the name, uh, plans to betray his leader and steal the Republic shipment for himself and his few compatriots. Compirates. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, plan A is to shoot down the ship as they approach and kill any survivors and make off with the payment. During his attack, it is all made much worse by who can guess? Who can guess? It's Jar Jar. Um, he makes it much worse in all kinds of ways. Um, the ship goes down, but only the pilots and the senator die, which is convenient, leaving Jar Jar and the three clones, including Commander Stone. For some reason, the pirates think it's enough to, of a threat to use the... <laughs> Let me start that over again. Let me try again. Um, for some reason, the pirates think it is enough of a threat to warrant the use of tanks. Uh, Torek returns to Hondo and does what pirates do and lies. Um, he tells Hondo that there was no payment and instead an army, which Hondo believes. Um, so while he sends Turk with the tanks to deal with a horrifying army of Jar Jar and three clones, he proceeds to torture Obi-Wan and Anakin, I guess because he's upset about not getting his payment and it makes him feel so much better. How do you feel about torture, John? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, that's a loaded question. <laughs> How do you feel about the torture of uh, Anakin and Obi Wan? Well, here it's just kind of a bad guy thing to do. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, I it, it I just sort of happened. I gotta buy time, so let me go torture the uh, the prisoners. This seems like a good plot device. Yeah, I mean, because it's not even like he's using it to extort the Republic, because it's not, like, you would think, okay, I'm gonna call the Republic, I'm gonna let them see that I'm torturing them because they didn't send the payment they were supposed to send. You know, he, nope, he's just, just torturing them, just, just for funsies. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, a really nice scene in between all this is when Jar Jar and the clones bury Senator Karras, but not the other clones, I think. I don't know. The grave doesn't look big enough for, for yeah. all of them. And, like, oh my gosh, you can bring up so many, like, underlying things with that. Like, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, a senator is worthy of a grave, but clones? Ah! Well, they're just clones. Exactly. Um, and even the other clones. 
feel that way. That's that's beans. They're programmed not to think too much of themselves. I'm pretty sure. Like, you're you're for one purpose for war. Guess what? I just made myself sad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um. But this the sentiment's nice either way, I think. Uh, and, and it also features a cool reference to Indiana Jones. The senator's staff is based on the staff of Ra from the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after he's buried, uh, Jar Jar plants the staff at the grave. So we get that. It's almost resembling that scene with, yes. but with Indy and such. Boy but with a dead body. Um, they're digging in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, the senator is also of the Gran species from Malastare, who were a three-eyed goat people, essentially. <laughs> Same. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like mentioning that because the Gran is just not that featured. It's usually very mm-hmm. background. And even technically still here, he's background, but it's always nice to yeah. see one, I guess. Yeah. There's so few him? used. Oh. No. Have you tapped into your third-eye potential? No. I can't even handle my two-eye potential. <laughs> Our two eyes don't work. We both wear glasses. Exactly. Oh, man, do you think you'd need... And that? I had to pay for that. Exactly. I can't help my eyes. They don't make three-eye glasses. Unless, you know, they do. I don't know. Yeah, what if they... Well, I guess they would have to use contacts. I'm gonna Google it. I'm pretty sure they don't. There's nobody that... We're not uh, Googling that. We do lot. not... Megan, we do not have time for this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, while Hondo tortures the Jedi, Jar Jar and the clones face down with the pirates' tanks, and in very Jar Jar fashion, he manages to clumsily take out two of the tanks and cut the power line, leading to the pirates' headquarters. Wow. That is effective clumsiness. I yeah. wish my clumsiness was that effective. Yeah, it's just plot clumsiness to the max in this episode. Yeah. Um, essentially, he tripped over the extension cord. That follow- and followed it into the pirate's lair, where Obi-Wan and Anakin had managed to escape while the power was out using Hondo as a hostage. Does the tables have turns? Uh, and the tables keep turning. It's like a freaking Lazy Susan up in here. <laughs> um, as Dooku also escapes during the chaos and vents his frustration by killing a few pirates before stealing one of their ships. Uh, with Dooku escaped... And themselves freed, Obi-Wan orders Anakin to release Hondo and decides that they will leave the pirates be. On the surface, it is very much the Jedi way not to seek revenge, but it's also kind of silly, because surely they should be brought to justice and put into jail. Nonetheless, Obi-Wan and Anakin leave the pirates with a warning that Dooku knows where they live, and he is not as forgiving as the Jedi. (laughs) The Jedi aren't very forgiving in the first place. Eh. I mean, they are when they want to be. You know, at this... I get what Obi-Wan's going for, but... Yeah, it's just kind of an irresponsible move, because they are pirates. Mm-hmm. They are clearly not afraid of capturing Jedi and Sith, so... It's one of those things where it's like... They're clearly going to go do other bad things, so... Yeah. You could probably... I, I see. I, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> I'm actually it. doing the show. I'm doing it, too. I'm just making a point. Stupid point. <laughs> Does not make the point any less There's no... Be- th- whatever. Stupid. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's irresponsible that they left... Uh, just. I mean, I get not wanting to... I mean, yeah, you shouldn't kill Hondo. No. But they should have taken them into custody. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have just been like, oh, 
and you're free to go do piratey things. Like, yeah. they're... I mean, clearly they become a pain in the butt later on in episodes, so it's like, you know what could have prevented this? Jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, justice, justice system. system. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It, you know, again, like, this is one of those very simple Saturday morning cartoon episodes where it's just yeah. very much of... They solved the problem with friendship. Yeah, it's just, there's no real consequence, and, you know... I, there's just enough going on that it feels like there's some gravity, but for the most part, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a ride, and I think, you know, Hondo is part of what makes it enjoyable along the way, but overall, you know they're gonna escape, you know Dooku's gonna escape, you know, you know it's all gonna work out kind of thing, you know, so, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard in this situation to have any gravity, I think. So I think Hondo was kind of a balance to that in being such a fun character. Yeah. Um, so, overall, what did you think of Jar Jar's portrayal in this episode? Because I know we had talked about, you know, it's it's a tick weird. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, technically, only one performance came before this one. Um in the uh, Bombad Jedi arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, supply Lines technically happens in Season 3? Yeah. I think so. Uh, either Season 2 or... Th- it, it happens later. So... I, but I still feel like both of those episodes did far better with portraying, J- per- portraying Jar Jar in a way that he wasn't just the butt of a joke and he wasn't just always accidentally doing things. Like... He clearly intentionally is trying to help. Uh, he does it in Jar Jar fashion, but he, he's at least being purposeful. Mm-hmm. Here, he's just Steve Urkel, you know, style of, I'm going to fumble over the controls and then the tank is going to crash, or, you know, I'm going to, you know, my safety harness isn't going to quite work, so I'm going to end up in the pilot's uh, seat and when I'm not supposed to be. Like, I don't, it just... It feels like a step backwards, um, you know, as I mentioned before. It's just not the best. And and then, of course, you know, the performance for Jar Jar's voice isn't as good as uh, normal. It's it's not quite capturing that Jar Jar sound, so... Yeah, it's it's just off enough that... You, you know it's not yeah. Ahmed, and yeah. you, you know something's up. So, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Bring back Amethyst. Well, and I don't know that it's so much... Yeah. I mean, I I could be fine with the, the performance. I mean, like I said, the, the main thing is he just doesn't sound like Jar Jar. The, and, mm-hmm. you know, not in word. Literally in the sound of his voice. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, the, the dialogue works. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like Jar Jar. Yeah, it's like if I wrote a sentence down and asked you to read it. You knew it wasn't me, but it would sound like me. Kind of, do you know what sure. I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, I think in this case it's just the writing for Jar Jar. I think they really just wrote him as a very silly character. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's all he comes across as in this, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think the first episode in this, I think Dooku Captured is a little bit better. Um, yeah. I think the main thing I don't like about this episode is mostly jo- has to do with Jar Jar. Yeah. Um, and 
how his character just becomes, you know, the kryptonite to the... The, the pirates can't do anything effective because Jar Jar. Um, and so... Over the, yeah, the, the episodes are fun. And, you know, I don't want it to seem like we're making it out as they're bad episodes. They're, they're fun, but yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. um, and I guess it's just tough because it's been on such a streak of having good episodes. And, and certainly the arc that follows is, is better. And so I think it's just kind of sandwiched with, between two better things. So it makes it seem a little less um, enjoyable, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. I, I mean, certainly throw a couple of kids in front of these episodes. They're going to probably enjoy them. <laughs> uh, Just toss children at the TV. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure kids are going to enjoy them regardless. So, you know, of course, we're looking at it with a critical lens and, you know, looking at it with knowledge of all kinds of backstories and motivations and you know, all all sorts of things. So we're going into it with baggage. Yeah. Um, so it's harder sometimes to enjoy it. But I think these are good episodes. Um, yeah. I just think there's a lot of better episodes in the series. Definitely. Um, Anything you want to add? Not really. Okay. So then, we'll move on to the next arc. Whee! I think these are, out of the four that we watched, these two are my favorite. Um, I mean, we've got lizard, or we've got lemur people. Yeah. Uh, lemur people and deep plots and, you know, very interesting, uh, moral dilemmas. So I, th- I think this is where the Clone Wars shines is when it, when it takes these ideas of the conflict and, uh, of certain things and kind of forces you to think about what you think about them. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, and, in in these episodes, it's it's very much that. It takes the ideas of peace and neutrality and uh, what it means to take sides and the implications of taking sides. Or not you, taking sides. Yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's, and you could go so far. I mean, you could go as, far, as simple as, you know, is not speaking up when someone says something rude to a co-worker or a fellow student or, you know, whatever situation, um, does not speaking up in that count as action or inaction and what effect does it have? Um, or you can go as big as this, you know, if I don't pick a side politically, if I don't pick a side, um, or in, in the, you know, fictional sense of, you know, if I don't pick a side of this war, you know, what are the, uh, stakes? What, what's, what's gonna happen uh, and then if I do pick a side, what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, so many, so many uh, realms of conversation that can be had around around the idea presented in this kids show ep- uh, episodes. So, the I I think that's why this one kind of outshines the previous one. Yeah, definitely. It's just because it gives you so much you could talk about, um, and, and so whereas in the last one you're just sitting back and enjoying. So, you know, it, it all depends on how you like to take in your content. And certainly sometimes I just want to sit back and relax and watch something fun. And that's um, why you watched, uh, what's it called last night? The Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Well, I wanted to see Django. I, I yeah. That's precious. <laughs> no, I was just. Oh my God. Uh, I mean... What was yesterday? Yesterday was Thursday, right? Today is Friday. Yes. 
yeah, I was driving around uh, for work, and I was just thinking about Django at one point, and I was like, I'm going to watch Attack of the Clones tonight. Hashtag, what do you think of your bae? <laughs> I was just like, I, I just want to watch Attack of the you Clones just, now. Like, I'm going to go through your phone later, and it's just going to be text to Django Fett, like, <laughs> hey, you up? And Can he's I see not, you he's, later? He's not up. He's dead. <laughs> he's headless. New head, who is this? That's what... <laughs> That's why we have a Boba Fett arc to talk about later, so... Oh, yes, we do. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the moral of this episode is greed and fear of loss are the roots that lead to the tree of evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a bit heavy of a moral for the idea of the episode. Um, a big idea of this episode is attachment and how, you know, encouraging an individual to let go for fear of what might happen if they hold too tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sound familiar? Obviously, you know, yeah. seems Anakin episode three kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> but, but the, what it, so yeah, that, that I get, but the, you know, greed and fear of loss are the roots that lead to the tree of evil. That sounds like Anakin levels of attachment, not what Ahsoka's going through in these episodes. Yeah. It, in this episode, Ahsoka just wants to make sure her master's okay. Like, it it doesn't need to be a level 10 situation. Yeah. I, you know, I get the point. You're at a 10. Need it, right. You're down to a 5. Uh, you know, it, it, it's very true. You know, when you, when you continue to want, 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 and you are afraid to lose what you want and what you have, then yeah, you're going to probably stump on some people and do some things you shouldn't do in order to protect that stuff. That's what Anakin does. That's realms above what uh, I think Ahsoka's going through in this episode, but we'll get into that a little bit. The opening narration for the episode is, the Republic fleet is on the defensive and pushed to the brink as war rages in the much uh, much contested, excuse me, Outer Rim territories, chaos and fear mount as separatists' armies uh, wages in an epic battle against heavily outnumbered Republic ships in the far reaches of the Quell system. Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka race across the galaxy to aid Jedi Knight Ayla Sakura, who is in the midst of a fight for her life as mm-hmm. the sinister droid army closes in. Who is also very beautiful. I miss her. Oh, <laughs> I, I watching Attack of the Clones. I didn't realize she was in a couple of background scenes that I didn't think of. I didn't. I, I thought she was just in the Battle of Genosis, but she actually pops up a couple times throughout the film. Yeah, um, yeah this is kind of just... Uh, this is kind of it for her. Like, she yeah. she shows up <laughs> in a couple of cameos later, but she, this is the most episode she gets, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I've been so happy to see her and Luminara and just, like... I, which, luckily, I seeing... you know, Luminara does yeah. show up again. Yeah. Uh, thankfully. Oh yeah, I I uh, I uh, I may have spoiled something for myself, for Luminara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it Rebels? I I'm not sure. What was it? Her Padawan. Oh dang it! Yeah, I was scrolling through Pinterest and I was like, oh, what's that? Oh. <laughs> dang it! Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm going to be sad anyway, because I don't know the full context. But like, oh, that's... See, I'm not sad about it. Like, I hate it. Ripping out my heart. Uh, yeah, I'm not sad about it. I hate it. But, 
We'll have to we'll have to we'll have that there. conversation when we get there. We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um so, moving away from the wacky pirate adventures to a couple of episodes with a rather deep moral and plot alongside an interesting character and just the right amount of adventure. Mm-hmm. It's like a real good episode soup. Yeah. They had some cloves, a little bit of... Tastes like quality. <laughs> tastes like quality. good soup. <laughs> quality. Quality. <laughs> Which it is Marsupial's like favorite soup. Shut oh my goodness. <laughs> you made that joke, don't you? Um, the Maradin? Maradin, yes. Maradin. The Maradin piece, Eric, um, opens with the ep- episode Jedi Crash that begins by letting us know that a familiar Jedi is in trouble with the Separatists. Jedi Master Aayla Sakura and her clone commander, Bly, and their ship are under attack and Skagai and Snips are their only hope. Mm-hmm. Help me, Sky Guy. You're my only hope. <laughs> That's a good nickname. It it's is. much better than Annie. Oh, we <laughs> had a conversation about that recently. <laughs> Just uh, like, do you think that is kind of what turned him to the dark side, being called Annie? <laughs> <laughs> Annie, are you okay? I, 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 oh my gosh, you did not just do that. <laughs> Go into your box. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is the first episode with Ayla Sakura, and kind of the only one, as we mentioned. Um, in episode two and three of Star Wars, Ayla is portrayed by Lucasfilm employee Amy Allen, mm-hmm. um, while here she is voiced by Jennifer Hale and is given the distinct Twi'lek French accent. Uh, I want to say this is pretty much her first speaking role, because in episode two and three she just ha- d- has no lines, um, and she was primarily a comic character before that. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure this is the first time she's been given voice as well. Yeah. Um, she played some of my favorite people. Yeah, so uh, Jennifer Hale also played Bastilla Sean of the Old Republic games, which is probably the most relative to our what we're talking about. But she also played Commander Shepard of Mass Effect. Heck uh, yeah. Samus of Metroid. You were, Heck yeah. You were wearing a Metroid shirt earlier. I love Metroid. Uh, and Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> Mary Chrysler. <laughs> Mary Chrysler. Um, fun fact, Sakura was... Uh, originally cr- was not originally created for the films and was the first non-film character to appear in films if that makes like usually it goes film to comic she yeah. went from comic to film okay uh, that gotcha. makes sense like yeah so so she w- she was the first to do that um we kind of see that yeah. in a couple of other instances but isn't your favorite jedi a comic to film or comic to Television Which Jedi show? are you talking about? The 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 guy who walks around with the like the six straw hat. Yeah, uh, Kakruk. Kakruk, that's um, his name. I knew a silly name. Yeah, he's comic to cartoon. Yeah, he appeared in the two thousand three series, um, and has yet to appear again. Uh, he has not appeared uh, as, as of yet in canon. He was he was actually created alongside uh, Sakura. Uh, with the Dark Horse era of comics. So, um, they were actually present at a pretty significant battle where another Jedi, um, who I like, Oppo Rancisis, was actually killed by Sora Bulk, who we mentioned in the last um, some episode silly coverage. some names up in this, yeah. up in this piece. Like, yeah. So, someone called Dave Filoni and be like, hey, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I got. He I had have nothing to do with those you? names. <laughs> um, have I got a song for you? Veggie Tales. <laughs> no, we're not going down that pipe. Um, so she she was originally created for comics. Was the big point. Um, she was created by artist Jan Dorsima and writer John Ostrander uh, for a now Legends comic book series. Um, in early concept of the character, she was actually supposed to be a fish-like creature. Um, rather than a Twi'lek, which was a more familiar alien, they wanted to do something different. Yeah. Um, but they settled on Twi'lek, and the fish character became Kit Fisto. Yeah. Um, and somehow Lucas saw, uh, you know, because it wasn't normal for him to go and approve Legends stuff. Like, if it wasn't for the films or, you know, yeah. if, if it wasn't for George Lucas's stuff, George Lucas didn't really have a habit of looking at it, yeah. but... He just, like, waddled into the concept doctor and was like, I want that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, he kind of just saw some art and was like, hey, I'm making a movie and I want her in it. Also, George Lucas, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> you sounded just like him. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you, John. <laughs> Would you like to touch my quarter? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, um, she is at least interesting here and in these couple of episodes. Um, she's very thoughtful, and all throughout the dangerous situations she's been put in. Um, she's clearly a practitioner of the Jedi art of no attachments, which is the lesson that she spends in this episode attempting to teach Ahsoka. She's like, look at me, I have no attachments. See how my shirt does not connect to my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for five minutes to make that joke. <laughs> That's um, a good one. Thank you. Uh, you ever make yourself laugh? Um, the rescue of Ayla and her forces does not go quite as well as planned, and Anakin is injured in the escape. After avoiding a flying straight into a star, that happens. Yeah. The science of this episode did not... Did, did, did not. It did not... Yeah, their their hybrid drive malfunctioned somehow, and I I really feel like there should have been safety measures for for that. But yeah, yeah, somehow they end up on a trajectory towards star, but they yeah they avert, they avert that. Just be like code like star slash no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. The crew Ayla and Anakin and Ahsoka, Bly and Rex crash into crash land on a planet, Meriden. Yes. In order to help find, in order to help to find help for Anakin, and a way to get off this planet with a funny name, Ayla insists that Ahsoka must leave Anakin to better serve the mission, leaving Rex instead to guard him. Because everybody knows Rex and Anakin, they go together like peanut butter and Nutella. <laughs> I Good like. Combo. I like the confusion on your face, and then yeah, because it wasn't what I expected. Like <laughs> I don't like jelly. That's true. What? I like preserves. Oh my gosh, so bougie. I'm not bougie. I just, I have an aunt that makes jelly, or that makes preserves, and they are delicious. We have the last can of preserves in the fridge right now. I was, I'm too well raised to accept your jelly, madam. It's real strawberries, John. <laughs> okay. It's real strawberries that she doesn't pick I'm fine herself. with strawberry syrup, too. I got no standards. <laughs> I got no jelly standards. I have standards. They are low. But they are there. Oh, whatever. Okay. So, um, 
Ahsoka responds as many of us probably would with reluctance. I would not like to leave Hayden Christensen on a planet by himself with someone who's not me, so I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that sound? Just like sad looking there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she is worried about her master and would rather be with him. But as Ayla tells her, uh, she must learn to let go and not risk 1,000 lives to save one. You know what that sounds like to me, John? Yes, I know what it sounds like. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. I knew you'd say that. Live long and prosper, dude. I knew you'd say that, too. Um, jelly beans. Did you know I say that? Probably. You, you don't, like jelly beans. Don't open the book of my life in the middle and claim to know my story, son. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew you were going to make a Star Trek reference. Like, it's impossible. Like, I Now, the thing is, with the next episode, I wonder if they inserted this plot for that idea. It's literally the plot of a Star, Star Trek episode. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, your characters need to learn a thing, so... Yeah. Just put them on a planet of lemurs. They're bound to learn a lot. <laughs> They're gonna learn about Zabumafu. There you go. You didn't watch that either. I didn't. Jeez. Um, regardless, the team managed to find a settlement of lemur creatures who at first are not too happy about the Jedi being here. Uh, the Jedi mean the Republic, and the Republic means war, which the Lerman chief, Tiwat, and no, Tiwat Ka, and no, I did not misspeak there, it, they're literally called the Lerman. Yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> sounds like you're just being funny, but no, they are, they're, they're Lerman. Oh, <laughs> they're Lerman a lot on this planet, <laughs> Um, the chief Tiwat Ka wants no part of it, but... He allows his son, Wagtu, with Bly and Ahsoka to help the injured Anakin while Ayla stays with him in the village for insurance. Mm -hmm. Like a good neighbor, Wagtu is there. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Lerman, uh, they're designed by Robert E. Barnes um, and were originally set to appear in Star Wars Episode Three, uh, but they were cut from production for whatever reason, but their homeworld of Maegito uh, still appears in the film and indicates that the war was not kind to their planet. So Tiwat Ka probably has good reason to want no part in the war. Um, their immigrated home, however, Meriden, uh, other than sounding like a Disney... What is she? Is she a princess? Uh, she's a princess. If you had the chance to change your fate, would What's you... Uh, what size would you pick? <laughs> if you had the chance to change your fate... So yeah, it sounds like Merida of from Brave, one of my favorite uh, movies. But um, yeah, we met it's her. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. It's also home to the Amani species. Um, the Amani bounty hunter Amanaman appears in Jabba's <laughs> palace in Return of the Jedi. It sounds like a Digimon. <laughs> Amanaman. Um, yeah, he appears in Jabba's palace and. Uh, is probably the only well-known one. There is an action figure of him. Uh, most of you probably yeah, of don't know what the Amani are just by mention, mm -hmm. unless you're nerds. Um, but just Google it, fool. You'll figure it out. Uh, the Amani species was actually set to appear uh, here instead of the Lerman, but the Amani have a much more violent history, so the idea of them being pacifist was a little odd, especially since the Amani would appear in later episodes yeah. as aggressive... Um, people. Uh, so, 
I, I feel like that's kind of why they went to the book of, you know, failed concepts and was like, eh, can, what can we pull out of, out of here? And yeah. that's where the Lerman came from. If you don't know, the, the planet Megiddo is the planet where Kiari Mundi uh, is killed during Order 66. Uh, so that's, if you're looking for Megiddo. <laughs> we do not speak that name. <laughs> Kiari Mundi? <laughs> no. The bad one. The bad number. 66? It's 666. That's the bad number. 66 is just the number of cleansing. <laughs> what can I throw at John today? Uh, Keep going. Anyway, well, that, that's my point. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking for my Guido or couldn't think of it offhand, uh, that's that planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire, while the, all of this is happening, Rex has been busy keeping Anakin and safe and warm, giving him a cuddle every so often. <laughs> um, it's all pointy with the clone armor. Um, from the local carnivores of the night, which is the name of my band. It now is. Um, it's while facing one of these creatures that Ahsoka, Bly, and Wag 2 arrive. The clone's solution is to shoot, but Wag 2 is much more humane, um, has a much more humane means of dealing with the beast, as we all should. The creatures just wanted to eat after all. It's like that, that thing I said earlier, you know... Don't get mad at a bear because you're camping in the woods. Now you're a, in his house. Yeah, now if a bear just invites himself into your house and you live nowhere near the woods, then... I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like... Um, you just moved into a bad yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> Look at all the fires that are happening in California. Mm. Like, there's wild animals fleeing. Because Bound to they, happen. You're going to find a no you're gonna find a bear in your pool. They ain't got no home. Give them some water. They're probably scared, guys. If you live in California, hug a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Whichever one comes It first. would probably not end well for you. <laughs> Please hug a bear. Uh, hug a bear with your donations to your favorite and local uh, humane society and, and yeah. whatever other animal beneficiary group you would like to. Yeah. Uh, the, the best hug is, the be- uh, is a hug with money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest movie. if you're talking about bears I mean large um, you know don't don't take it upon yourself to help these uh, yeah. giant angry dangerous creatures yeah. but don't get mad at them for eating your canoe when like bear <laughs> why aren't you sleeping it's the middle of September <laughs> you haven't seen that sh- that ep- that uh, yeah <laughs> just just video. search YouTube for Lady yells at bear while eat canoe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that should get you there. <laughs> now, to be clear, lady don't eat canoe. <laughs> no, the lady's not eating the canoe. The bear is. That's bear why they, the lady's yelling. Oh, that video. It oh, makes my goodness. Me giggle so viciously. Speaking of beasts. <laughs> I'm right here. Uh, these beasts uh, are called Mastiff Falones. Oh. Uh, it's an interesting name. It's a very interesting name. I uh, know what the Mastiff comes from. Yeah, I assume. The puppets. Um, But they have the body of what looks like a lion, the talons and face of a vulture. It's pretty weird. It's kind of like a it's hippogriff. It's a griffin. Kind of, but without wings. Yeah. Mm, griffins without wings. That's my other band name. <laughs> That's actually a good one. Um, Thanks. I came up with that they're by very, myself. They're very... They're vicious enough to warrant being hunted by Trandoshans, because uh, we actually see that later. Um, so, yeah, so apparently they're good game. 
I guess. Hashtag good game. GG. Good game. Good GG. game. Good game. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Your claps are so vicious. Sonic boom! Ow! Stop! <laughs> you have such, like, strong hands. Stop! These are big, strong hands. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> <laughs> This is the content you, you subscribe for, guys. You're welcome. Um, once Anakin is brought to the village, he is properly tended to, probably given some sort of soup. Because um, that's, that's home Soup running. heals all wounds. Soup heals You lose a leg, everything. pour some soup on it. <laughs> Rub some bacon on it. Put Go to the soup store. Put some Windex <laughs> on it. Put some lotion on it. Um, he is properly tended to with soup. And Ahsoka tells him, uh, well, Ahsoka tells Ayla that she was right to push her and to let go, as they may not have found the Lerman village otherwise. Lessons in life. <laughs> Listen to Ayla Secura. Not right now, because she's dead. But whatever. Uh, I kind of think it still probably would have worked out if she stayed with Anakin. But at least she learned her lesson of some sign of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. I, like. <laughs> There's just lessons being learned all around here. What is this in B- CBS cares? <laughs> um, like I mentioned, you know, her big lesson is to let go. Yeah. You know, Ayla tells her about Living her own journeys about letting go uh, with her master and everything like that. Yeah. Looked but, into that. Yeah. Oh boy. Um but it's it's one of those things where I think it's taking attachment to the sinful extreme, you yeah. know. Um which is tends to be the Jedi thing of, "Oh, you want to stay with your master? That's not a very Jedi thing to do." Like I think they would have been fine if Rex had gone with Ayla and the group and and what like what what benefited from having Ahsoka with the search party rather than staying with... Like, if anything, you know, Rex was almost unable to defend Anakin from the the creatures, so wouldn't Ahsoka have been better at that than Rex, who just has a blaster? Like, I, I get what they're saying in the sense of, hey, you know, you've got to think of the big picture and everything like that, but in the same regard, like, I feel like they're treating it as an extreme when there really are other alternatives like yeah i mean it's that classic jedi uh you know this could become a bad therefore none yeah yeah if but you, if you understood that congratulations <laughs> yeah it's just like i said she just she was worried about her injured master like yeah. she she was worried about some like even if you take away the relationship like she was worried about someone's yeah. well-being she wanted to make sure that he was taken care of That's like ha- yeah, you know i just it's a good lesson to learn in the idea of don't risk the big picture for the little you know yeah. try try and be mindful of how you fighting for one little insignificant win could affect the greater yeah. scheme of things. Don't risk the entire gum factory for some chiclets. Sure. <laughs> um, but, at the same time, I don't think that you can necessarily 
prescribe that for this situation, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Now, in regards to, you know, the the Spock adage of, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, we, we need to figure out a way to get all of us off, and at this point, there's no safe way to transport Anakin. Yeah. Like, I, I get that regard, but then, but to condemn Ahsoka and say, you worry too much, you're too attached, you've got to be careful of that if you want to be a good Jedi. Just chill out. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, and that's the only thing with Ayla in these episodes, she's very uptight with the, yeah. the whole Jedi way thing. Which, um, I think that's from past traumas, probably. Yeah, well, I mean... You know, you can you can infer. I'm pretty sure she's speaking against attachment from a very personal sense. We see yes. that, you know, in the Darth Vader comics, Darth Vader has a he he casts all attachment as sin yes. and he he criticizes it as a weakness. You know, when he finds an attachment amongst yes. his ranks, he's like, "Uh-uh, that's not happening. Let me show you why. I killed him. Are you sad? That's why it's a bad thing." Uh that'll teach you to care. But he has a point. He 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 has been hurt by having attachments. Yeah. You know, it was his, it was, to go back to the adage of this, this episode, it was his greed, you know, and fear of loss to that attachment that hurt him so bad. It seems that in your anger, you killed her. (laughs) So, that's still unverified. So, (laughs) you know, it could be from Ayla's perspective, not as extreme as, you know, Darth Vader's, but from Ayla's perspective, as she had attachment, it, it hurt her. And so now she's vi- like she's the hardcore Jedi of no attachment. It 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 only turns out bad for you. Yeah. It's yeah. But you got to kind of fill that in for yourself if that if it makes sense. Like yeah. you could watch this episode and completely think she's merited in her assumptions and everything like that. I don't think so. Yeah. So I kind of have to have the headcanon of somebody broke her heart. Yeah. Like you know she she's been negative. Very similar. Why does walk to not walk to. What is uh, Tiwatka? Why doesn't he want his people involved in one side of the war or not? Probably mm-hmm. because wars negatively affected him. Yeah. He's like it does. You think you're on the good side, but it it turns out bad for you anyway. So why not just don't pick a side? Yeah. Wow, I just found a subplot I didn't realize was there. But they're <laughs> they're both probably operating out of means of their perspective, and they're forcing that mm. on someone else. You know, Tiwat Ka is forcing his entire village to have his view of war and say, no side is good. Both sides involved are bad. Even the ones that say they're righteous are unrighteous. And for Ayla, it's a, hey, no attachments are good attachments. It's only going to turn out bad for you. Yeah. You want a good example of that in another kid's TV show. Um, There's an episode of Adventure Time where Finn goes to a pillow kingdom. You gotta watch the episode to understand. But there is a segment where uh, Jake's drinking out of, drinking hot cocoa out of a cup, and he goes, "This is literally my favorite cup in the world," and chucks it out a window into a knife storm, and says, "And now it's gone forever, and there's nothing I can do about it." So you gotta let go, dude. There you go. I'll, I'll like, I'll post a gif of it on Twitter. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, there's a good lesson in learning to let go. Yeah. You know, as we talked about with the the moral of the story, there's there's good in being able and yeah. willing to let go. If you're able to let go, then 
regardless of whether you choose to or it's chosen for you to let yes. go. And if you don't choose, it will be chosen for you. Yeah. So the more okay with it you can be, the better, the less damaging and traumatic it will be. Um, that That's a good practice and a good lesson, you know, in... in in church, we call living call it living with an open hand. You know, never hold on to anything too tightly that you're too afraid to lose it. Because yes, I did just lean over and give it a high five. <laughs> um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know that that leads you to some dark places. When you're too afraid of losing your lifestyle, you can you can do some things you would normally deem unacceptable in order to keep it. I'm not I'm not criticizing the 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 moral. I, I am criticizing Ayla's extreme perspective of that towards Ahsoka, which I, like I said, I just don't feel like Ahsoka was that far down the pipes of, oh, she's got attachment, Sith! You know, <laughs> like, I feel like she was just caring about her master. She's a little Sith-ster. Um, and, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a deep thing, and we could go down so many side trails of it, but... yeah. That's my main perspective. Learn to let go of things, but don't force your perspective of past hurts towards other people who might have future goods. Um, You know, don't try and spoil it for them just because it didn't turn out great for you. Um, And to quote Foreigner, I think, hold on loosely, but don't let go. I'm running through my track (laughs) records now. Hold on loosely, but But don't don't let let go. go. You hold too tightly, you're gonna lose control. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's there your you, lesson of the day. There you go. Hold too tightly, you're yeah. gonna lose control. Also, always trust Scottish lamers. Yeah, we'll talk about language <laughs> and accents and stuff. If you had a chance to change your alien race, would Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> How would you something stronger? Lamers. And slimmer. Lamers <laughs> can shoot stink out of their tails. Can they? They can, like, okay, so lemurs have, like, this stink gland in their tails. Oh, so it's like that with, they can uh, rub. So it's like with cats. No, it's in, I think it's in, like, their wrists or something, because they rub on their tails, and then they, like, fling their tails towards another lemur, and, like, it's, like, flinging stink at them. Like, I'll send a video of it to you. It's I watched the Wild Kratts. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that is. The Krat Brothers—they were. You didn't watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> We've been over this, Megan. We've been over this. They were like Steve Irwin. Okay. Anyway, um, so moving on from that, on to episode fourteen, Defenders of Peace. Uh, this moral, uh, which is bound to give us some other good conversation anyway, but uh, when surrounded by war, one eventually must choose a side. Mm. Not choosing a side is not choosing a side. Exactly. Yes. That's you, you're on a side then. Now the thing is, if you don't like left, if you don't like right, pick pick make make a new one. Like exactly. make something in the middle. Uh, that you know, I don't think this should be taken simply as you have to choose A or B. If you don't like A or B, then choose side C. There is no side C. Then make it. Dog, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, dog. Exactly. Um, the opening narration for this episode is report. Blah, 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 blah. Did you get that? <laughs> you want to try that again? Sure. Uh, Republic forces in retreat. 
While rescuing General Ala Sakura from certain defeat, Anakin Skywalker has been seriously injured. After a narrow escape, our heroes crash-landed on the remote world of Meriden. Uh, stranded and with no way to contact the Republic, the Jedi receive medical aid from the peaceful Lerman colonists. Uh, but even on this tiny planet, the war threatens to follow the Jedi. Sick. Uh, when we last left the little lemurs, they reluctantly agreed to help the Jedi only because of Anakin's injuries. But soon the chief greatly regrets this as the Separatist general, Lock Durd, which, wow, that's a name. Lock Durd. Um, shows up and quickly makes it known that he is in charge now with a swift scene of shirtless swordplay. <laughs> That doesn't happen. No. It happens in Star Trek, though. Yeah, that's a Sulu thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Star Trek and Star Wars yet again meet. Um, yep. In the last episode, it was in uh, moral uh, representation. Now, here it's with actor. Uh, actor George Takei. Um, he appears in the episode as the voice of Look Dude. Um, <laughs> series designer uh, Killian Plunkett. Um <laughs> I, w- I really wonder if Uncar Plutt is named after them. Anyway, they said, uh, we decided that going with the sort of really big, heavy, rolly guy with an even bigger hat than Newt Gunray <laughs> would just work and would sort of sell the idea that he's extremely fam- flamboyant and very bossy and even more gluttonous than your average Nemoidian. Hold on a second. George Takei playing a flamboyant character... Never seen that before. <laughs> exactly. Never seen um, that. I, I kind of hate it, but he was supposed to be a reoccurring character, and that didn't happen. Yeah. I really liked <laughs> I liked Lockner. Give me more Takei in my life. Um, Takei me away. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I really love his performance, and, I mean, he's not a, sh- he's not a stranger to uh, voiceover work uh, by the time of this anyway. So, yeah, I, I just thought, Really fun character, and if there had to be a reoccurring fun character, I would have I would have liked Locke there to uh, appear again. Yeah. Um, Locke Dirt's arrival props the Jedi and the clones to flee the village so that the Lerman aren't incriminated as Republic allies. Locke Dirt ransacks the village anyway and steals all of their chickens. Um... He says that in future there will be more inspections for the Lerman's safety, which is, that's, that's poop. Um, it's very similar to the behavior that we will soon see from the Empire, but the Empire went largely unopposed, whereas the Jedi soon decide that they cannot let the Lerman be walked over and destroyed, as it is soon revealed that Dirt only wants the village so that he can test a weapon of his own design. Heavy. <laughs> heavy <laughs> weapons. Um, heavy boy, heavy weapons. Uh, pretty much. Uh, the weapon itself is the defoliator, which just sounds like a really good weed killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the defoliator. The weapon is mounted on a specialized AAT, or armored assault tank, mm. and it's called the DDT, the defoliator deployment tank. So we added d- 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 I enjoy the fact that, so it looks like a tank. Um, they replaced the normal tank head top cannon with the DDT, which is much larger. Um, and so I appreciate that they extend the lower platform of the AAT tank to balance the weight. Because otherwise it would have toppled over. It would have toppled backwards. 
I knew some of those words. <laughs> so, uh, it's just a it's a nice science thing where they're like, hey, wouldn't this thing tip over? Oh yeah, good idea. So let's physics. You know, make you know, let's modify it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so the weapon fires an incendiary capsule that, on impact, burns all surrounding living matter in large radius uh, while leaving the droids unharmed, which is a clever thing. I'm glad they were thinking of these things. Those things are expensive. I mean, I'm not glad they. I, it's nice to see that they aren't idiots and they are trying to think of, hey, we're fighting organics and we're working with mechaniques, so why not find something that can kill organics Did but you not make them? Up that word? Mechaniques? Yeah. No, that's what Gungans called them. Are you a Gungan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know this? <laughs> I was wondering where the ice talks came from. Oh, God. What have I married? What will our children be? Disasters. <laughs> <laughs> Misa, so sad. Um, as for Dirt, the Lerman would be the best test of the weapon in order to impress Dooku. There's a lot of just interesting names in this paragraph. It's Star Wars. <laughs> it's, it's fake in space. Um... Which is Dirt's whole plan, which the Jedi decide to foil as they are wont to do. Um, they begin by capturing a ship and the shield generators from the enemy camp and making their way back to the Lerman village, where they begin creating a defense despite the chief's protests. Big breath. <coughs> oh, boy. Uh, the defense holds through the first attack from the defoliator, and so Dirt simply sends in his droids to take down the Jedi shields. Uh, the scene and strategy is very similar between the <laughs> to the battle between the Gungans and the droids in the Phantom Menace, and my headcanon is that Anakin stole it from Padme, who probably bragged about it to Anakin during their pillow talk. Brown chicken, brown, brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brown Lerman, brown Bantha, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat and tickles your pickle, man. I'm going to need you to put that far, far back in the tank so that you never <laughs> use it again. <laughs> I will never touch your face again if you ever see that again. Um, overall, the defense is fairly easy, especially when the younger Lerman, including Wag 2, begin helping the clones and Jedi defend the village while Anakin takes out the defoliator and captures Lockdurg. Afterwards, they are able to call for help and pick up and pick up from the Republic. And Chief Tiwatka wonders the cost of helping the Jedi and what it could mean for his people in the future. Chaos. Heavy. <laughs> Heavy. Yeah. Ugh. Still just grossed out by the fact that you said that. What? It's weird. You've said that before. I've said it once. I think. You've said it more than that. Whatever keeps your boat afloat. Whatever floats your tote. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever toasts your goats. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, much better couple of episodes here, I think, uh, <clears throat> if nothing more than for the moral and the uh, depth of topic, I think, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize it before that there is kind of a similarity in the sense of we're going to draw them in close by using shields and deal with them there kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. I'm, 
No, I mean, it's just a good strategy in general, but it sounds cooler if you think that Padme told Anakin about that, and, yeah. you know, he's just like, <laughs> hey, my amazing wife came up with this. I mean... That silly, that's, icky that, senator. That gross, <laughs> disgusting senator. That smells who I really do not nice. Love, <laughs> who I do not want to care for and protect because that's not the Jedi way. The only person I want to care for and protect is Obi Wan, which is my headcanon. <laughs> oh, um, oh man. Don't get involved in the ship wars, please. <laughs> it's just not. No. I just. I don't believe in ships. If they're not meant to be, they won't be. If if they're not meant to be. God help you if you see a Star Destroyer. You don't believe in ships. <laughs> oh my goodness, whatever. <laughs> I don't believe in relationships that aren't written in. Ours was written in. You you Like, it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was too perfect. Exactly. It was an AU if I've ever seen one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did you think of these episodes? I thought that the lemurs were adorable. <laughs> And I thought, you know, the concept of if you choose a side, what will it do to, you know, the big picture? Or if you don't choose a side, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of le- what we're left with after this. Um, <laughs> I mean, certainly the the Lerman don't have to join the Republic or anything. Yes. But I think clearly they learned that just because, uh, and um, Karen, who does the... Clone Wars rewatch for Lucasfilm. Uh, if you go to StarWars.com, they blog post their rewatch uh, every. I think they do a couple each week or so. Yeah. Um, she actually said something really interesting about this episode in the sense of the Lerman. You know, they their philosophy is if we don't do anything to instigate trouble, then trouble shouldn't find us. Yeah. But just because you're not instigating trouble doesn't mean trouble won't find you. Kind yeah. of thing. Um, she says it much more eloquently than I do, but I, 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 I like... In a French accent. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I like the way that's put, because, I mean, that's basically the chief's perspective is, you know, if we don't do anything to the separatists, they have no reason to hurt us. That's not how they operate, though. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't work on that honor system of, oh, you're innocent and, you know, gentle and whatnot. Oh, then I'll just leave you be. No, like... I'm just going to ransack you even more because you're not going to fight back. So, certainly you have to take into consideration the effects of inactivity, uh, which is very much the Lerman in this case. Mm -hmm. Uh, They think that because they don't do anything, nothing should be done to them, but that's not always how it works, unfortunately. Um, And so, you know, and then the way you react to that um, you have to be mindful of the big picture as well, um, and how your reaction to mm-hmm. an action could affect the big picture. Um, you know, so certainly, although maybe you're on a side that doesn't sling mud, but the other side slings, slings mud at you. Now, the way you respond to that mud slinging could be worse than w- the effects of the, just the mud slinging itself. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing of someone starts a rumor about you. The way you respond to that could have more damage uh, than the rumor itself. You know, uh, what you do about what someone else does can speak louder than what someone else does. So, you know, be mindful of what your actions say uh, about you 
about those you're responsible for and responsible to and those you care about and everything. Because um, certainly that's a big thing to here too is, you know, the chief, it's all well and good if you don't want to do anything, bro, but like... Be prepared! Yeah, uh, you know, think of think of your son and think of the rest of the village. Like, your your philosophy is impactful to many. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to you've got to think also about all right, if I do this, who else is it going to affect? Or if I don't do this, who else is going to is it going to affect? If I speak up, you know, if I react, if, you know, how how does it extend past you? Cuz everybody's everybody's actions have ripples. Yeah. You know, who who is in the path of that ripple? Um, and in this case, I think the chief was very irresponsible with the lives he was responsible for. Yeah. You know, you're the chief of this village. You're responsible for these people, these families. And you're like, oh, we're not going to defend ourselves. <laughs> I didn't, I, I did not vote for dying today. Okay. Not like, today. You know, like if you want to do nothing and Let's die. Let's see how I feel next week. Cool. You know, and that's what's so significant of his son stepping in and saying, hey, we have to do something. Like yeah. they're protecting us. We, we are able to defend ourselves, and yeah. we should. And guys, and guys, if you feel that a leader is not making an effective decision for the good of your people, vote. Do something about it. Do, yeah, like, challenge, contract challenge somebody. them. You know, demand change, and if you have to, be change. You know, as exactly. we mentioned before. Like, if you can't influence the side you're on to better reflect Make what a new side. the results you want, then, yeah, just yeah. make some make a make a third option. It, listen, politics is not a circle with one side or another. It's a freaking rhombus. It's a quadrilateral. It's a freaking uh, octagon. Like, it, mm -hmm. well, just fight somebody in that octagon. Okay, I I, I can I can work with you. <laughs> yeah, so yes, Thanks. there's multiple there there's multiple sides to it. It's not yeah. polar. Like many people seem to believe. See, you get it. You get me. There, there are extreme ends. Yes. yes, but you know, for instance, you know, our political views are both in sometimes and neither in sometimes. You know, uh, like there's so many times when we agree, uh, and, you know, and and it would make us purple. You know, we're we're just uh, we're very flowing, and it, and and that's because some things aren't just clear. A or B side. Sometimes there's a there's another side to it. Yeah. Um, Life isn't there. Are, it's not black or white. It's there are gray areas. Yeah, and and so I think that's something to keep in mind, in that regard. It, and and in life in general is that sometimes people aren't going to fit A or B. Sometimes they're going to fit a different perspective, mm -hmm. and sometimes you are going to fit a different perspective. You don't have to be. Yeah one side or the other, you know, if, if you agree to a point, you know, then agree to that point and go no further. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know, that's certainly, uh, you're right and everything like that. You gotta fight for your right. To party! <laughs> exactly. Yeah! Star Wars podcast, giving you some politics. Well, after that deep, deep thought and uh rabbit trail hopefully you've enjoyed these episodes hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation surrounding them if not um that's just your opinion man but 
if you did enjoy it, then make sure you let us know. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Um, if you listen on iTunes or if you listen somewhere that allows you to rate, make sure that you rate um, this episode or the show as a whole. Let people know what you think of it. That's a great way to um, share us around uh, and, and help other people to discover us and listen to us and become part of the herd. Yeah. So, if you liked it, let us know. If you uh, didn't like it, still let us know. Um, maybe don't put it out there for everyone to see, but maybe message us so that we can make improvements because we're only 40 episodes into this podcast and still relatively new, so don't bash our brains in with your opinions. Yeah. Not too much to ask. Um, yeah, so you can hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook. You can also rate us on Facebook, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, you if you are listening and you are a Facebooker, um, and that's the way you receive our content and connect with us, um, then consider going to the page and rating it. You can do that, and we would appreciate it. Again, it helps other people find us. Um, make sure you're sharing us with all your friends and uh, your cats and your co-workers and anyone with ears, uh, because that's really the only standard of our podcast is that you have ears. Or hearing organs. Yes. At least a whole with which to receive audio. Even if uh, particularly about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we also have a Patreon. So if you would like to connect with us there and find other ways uh, to enjoy our show and what we do, as well as consider supporting us, then you can follow us there. It doesn't cost anything to follow us, but you can uh, give between a dollar to five dollars to ten dollars a month. Whatever you're able to give, um, we will be doing a Patreon-exclusive show uh, next week. So if you would like access to that, it only costs a dollar a month. We do it every month. It's called 10 Things I Love About... Dot, dot, dot. Uh, except it's not about three dots. It's about the Phantom Menace, at least this month. Uh, each month is a new thing. So this month is the Phantom Menace. Next month is going to be Attack of the Clones. Next month is going to be Revenge of the Sith. Next month is going to be Attack of uh, a New Hope. Yep. So forth <laughs> and so on. So... Uh, it's something we do each month exclusive to Patreon, and it only costs a dollar a month. So uh, if you'd like access to it and access to more and be able to say, hey, I'm helping make an awesome thing happen, then consider giving that dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever uh, your heart tells you to give. Uh, it, it would be eternally um, grateful. We would be eternally grateful to you for we your are support. Eternally grateful. <laughs> uh, nice tar Toy Story reference. Tar star. Tar star. <laughs> um, do 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 do. Yeah. So that's it for the weekend. Hopefully next week you guys have a good uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, our shows will still be out as normal on Wednesday and Friday. We're going to be recording them early. That said, so if you hear uh, the news on Wednesday and it doesn't feature everything that happened in the news, just know that we recorded that on Sunday. So. Don't chew us out for it. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. Um, if it's super important news, then we'll probably talk about it on Twitter and then talk about it more yeah. in the next available main show. Yeah. If it's anything else to do with the Mandalorian, we will personally break into your house and scream it at your face. Right. Yeah, we'll, we will deliver that information. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, next, so this Wednesday... Um, now that I'm thinking about it, we could have done a Thanksgiving-themed episode. I don't know what it would have been about. But instead, we're talking about droids. So that's our next main show for you to look forward to. We'll be back with that on uh, Wednesday. 
Monday's Monday Motivations. And then next week, for our Clone Wars rewatch, we are looking at episode 15, episode 17, and episode 18 yeah. of season 1. Um, Numerical order. It's the last episodes until the Battle of Ryloth uh, arc, which I'm really looking forward to showing Megan. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be very cool. Yeah. I love Twi'leks. I love their sexy French accents. What? Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to be sad, aren't No. I? No. <laughs> no. It's not going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> we need to stop influencing these people with our stupid, stupid inside jokes. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much you guys just don't get. Um, or if you do, you might get it. I don't know. It's a bad if you get it, you get a high five. But, uh, yeah, so that's next next week. Not Twi'leks or Bad Dogs, but <laughs> Trespass. <laughs> Uh, and the blue yeah. blue shadow virus what episodes. Was that part? Huh? About the dogs. Bad dogs. On that note, uh, we clearly uh, need to leave you and your your beautiful ears alone, so you can get onto other listening things. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you, you got some nice ears, man. <laughs> it's nice, so roomy in here. Thanks for inviting nice us into your ears. ears. You got carrots growing in here, <laughs> which is weird, because you planted radishes. Oh, that's a terrible joke. It's such an old joke. My grandfather told me that joke. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell it one day on the show. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I have been your herd mom, Megan, for the time being. And, as always, stay scruffy. May the force be with you. Say goodnight, Megan. Goodnight, Megan.